AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and welcome on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talking business. You know, every week we're here with you from 4 to 5, telling you a little bit about what's coming up with Water Fire, but also highlighting some of the other wonderful things happening here in Rhode Island. And we just finished up one heck of a weekend. And I got to tell you, I say this all the time because everyone was so concerned about the weather. Um, but we had the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation fire. Lots of torches coming down from the state house. Everything in pink. And everyone was worried about Joaquin. Well, you know what? He took a right, which was great. And we ended up with a li- it was a little chilly. But that's okay. Just dress appropriately. And the crowds were wonderful. And the energy was just phenomenal. And I have not seen fireworks happen like that in front of the State House for the longest time because I don't think we were allowed to do that. So I'm going to be talking to Brian Sawyer from the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation and finding out how he did that. Because as you know, this is not the end of our season. And we have one very, very large fire coming up, one that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. Um, it is our salute to veterans. Thank you to Barbara Haynes, Lori Needham, Joan Cody, uh, and a host of other people. And I'm going to be talking to Heather Oberg from the VA Medical Center here in Rhode Island uh, in a second, but for helping us to put this together. Oh, yeah, and Reggie Centracchio and Pete Gaynor. This is one of our largest uh, nights. It's one of the largest celebrations uh, of our veterans here in Rhode Island. And that'll be happening on November 7th. So if you think that we've slowed down at Waterfire, who are you kidding? No, we haven't. We're, we're, we're just gearing up and getting ready to go. So I'm, again, very excited. And I've brought on uh, my friend Heather uh, from the VA who has been working with us. If you've been to the Salute to Veterans Water Fire um, over the past couple of years, not only is it a moving event, but there is a lot of resources that are available. A lot of work goes into actually getting those resources out to the public, whether it's to the veterans, straight to the veterans themselves, or often I think I find that it's somebody who knows a veteran and finds out some information. Um, and we have this incredible resource fair sponsored last year by Walmart and a host of other people. And this year coming back, sponsored by Walmart. And so much work goes in and is part of this whole service. And, uh, you know, and the VA has been unbelievable and Heather Oberg is a part of our executive committee for the salute to veterans and has been working her bottom off and I think every year the resource fair grows bigger and bigger so Heather how are you I'm great how are you I'm doing awesome and I'm so glad that you could be on the show today thank you for having me You've been nonstop, you know, I I think, gosh, I'm trying to remember when we started this planning process, but it's going to go back to March, April, and... Yeah, it it started back then, and, you know, slowly but surely, it kind of revs up over the summer, and now we're in the heat of it, and we're almost there, one month out. I know, and that's scary, isn't it? Yes and no. I think we're well prepared. I think we're going to put on a really great display for the veterans. Well, and you're always well prepared, so I want to, one, thank the VA Medical Center here in Rhode Island, not only for the work that
that you do in general, <laughs> but for all of the hard work that you have put into literally uh, this resource fair. So, you. you know, to introduce you a little bit to everybody, um, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been with the VA and what brought you there? I will be with the VA eight years in November. Um, and I wanted to serve others. I was a um, political science major at Providence College, and I loved Rhode Island. Um, and my mother said, I always said, one day I'm going to work there, and I'm so glad that I do. And I went off and worked in um, business for a while and learned a lot about business and got a master's in public administration and realized my heart is in serving people, and I want to be able to help people. So what better group than veterans? My family has a lot of veterans in it, and I really wanted to help them. So I applied for a... Is your dad a veteran? My father's a veteran. My grandfather's a veteran. Three of my uncles are veterans. A lot of my cousins are veterans. I have a cousin right now who's in the Marine Corps who's deployed. So um, veterans all over my entire family. Um, so a perfect fit for me you know, to, know, to be in this group with um, in the VA. And um, I started working there in a training program and learned how to facilitate different things and worked my way up to my position now. And I love it. I would not change my path for anything. It's the most wonderful place to work. And it's wonderful not only for the people that work there, but for the veterans. Every day you see a smiling face. I saw one of the veterans that I know well, very well this morning. Hey, how are you? you? You get to know these people. This is their hospital. It's not like a big, huge hospital in downtown Boston where you see hundreds and hundreds of people <coughs> going by. It's the same people all the time. And um, we get to know them. We have a relationship with them. And it's it's just so rewarding. It's really rewarding. Well, it's like a family. And I remember, exactly. remember when we started this a couple of years back, that was the one thing that we wanted to do because a lot of people were looking at the VA and thinking that it was more of just like this big brick institution mm -hmm. as opposed to a place that's really welcoming and friendly. And I know there have been a lot of changes and a lot of changes for good happening at the VA um, over yeah. the last few years. And can can you talk a little bit about that? So we've done a lot of, um, just even aesthetic-wise, we've done a lot of construction. We have a, a new old, uh, operating room. We have a new um, clinic, four-story clinic. Um, we have a new pharmacy. I mean, this has all happened within the eight years that I've been at the VA. So eight years is not a lot of time to have that much change. So we've really um, created state-of-the-art areas within the hospital. And um, even more recently, um, we recently had a mental health summit, and the summit was for um, us to connect with our community partners in order to help facilitate um, the wellness of veterans. So we had people from all over the state of Rhode Island come and meet with our mental health um, staff, and they did a whole day presentation on how they can all work together, and it was people from literally everywhere. Um, that's great that that's successful because I yes. can imagine, especially for specific groups of veterans, it might be harder to get some in the door. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, just to, to actually say that I'm going to go and I'm going to go check out what's happening. But it yeah. sounds like the outreach that you're doing in the community is it must be it's working. It, it is. We actually have had a 3% increase in our um, unique patients this year alone, which is a lot. So that's about a thousand new people that are coming into the Providence VA, which is for a small uh, catchment area like the state of Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts. That's a lot of new people to bring into the um, into the hospital. So it's great. Absolutely. Now, is there a certain generation that you find is more difficult to get to walk through those doors than others? 
I think it's the the, the most, and I don't want to say difficult. I want to say happily challenging is the Vietnam veterans. They don't recognize that they're eligible for care. If your boots on the ground in Vietnam, you're 99% eligible. I'm 99% sure you're eligible for care. And I think one of the biggest misnomers is that a lot of people say, well, you know, I have health care and I don't want to take away from other veterans. I've heard and, that before. And so that is the biggest misnomer. It's you don't take away from other veterans. You help enhance uh, the services that we can provide because every new veteran we bring in, we get resources for. And so the more veterans we have, the more veterans that come and get services from the VA, the more it helps increase our budget so that we can bring in more and more services for everybody. And I think that's so important. That it people, really that, is. That, that's something that needs to be reinforced because, again, I, I know my dad's a Vietnam vet. My husband's a Vietnam vet. Um, I know a lot of, of them, and that is something that I hear constantly mm-hmm. is that, well, I, I don't want to take away from somebody else. But, again, for anybody listening, you're not taking away from anybody else. You're helping to enhance, really, uh, the, the funding for the VA mm-hmm. and yes. what and the services that you can perform. And it's interesting because this year, um, coming out of Washington, they're calling it the 50th anniversary of the conflict in mm-hmm. the Vietnam. Yes. And so this year at the Salute to Veterans, we are highlighting um, Vietnam veterans in a very special way. They're the only, you know, they don't have a memorial in Memorial Park. We've got World War One, World War Two, Korea. But when we come back, we're going to keep on talking to Heather about an incredible resource fair. And again, I... The fire that really kind of hits my heart and obviously hits yours, too, because, you know, it's about vets and their families and uh, pulling people together. Uh, We'll be back talking all about that here on Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I am your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelter, and you're listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And we are underwritten by National Grid and sponsored in part by Lifetime Medical. So a very big thank you to them uh, for letting us into your living rooms and cars and wherever else you're listening to us. Um, but we're having a great conversation. I'm talking to my friend Heather Oberg, who is from the VA, and we have been working around the clock, and actually she's been working around the clock, helping to put together our Veterans Resource Fair um, for our Salute to Veterans happening on November 7th. Be there or be square. Help us like welcome home our, our men and say thank you uh, to our men and women, actually, and everybody that's really uh, been out there and put their boots on the ground. And Heather, we were just talking about, you know, some of the different things um, that some people just don't know when it comes to services and that they're eligible for services or, or, or won't go mm-hmm. get them. And I know when we looked at the resource fair and when you were putting this together, you really wanted to try to not only highlight what's happening at the VA because there's some crazy stuff happening at the VA when I and good crazy by the way I mean that and there's robotic arms and yeah. there's all sorts of these different um wonderful I, I what I would like to say ameliorations and whether it's science and just technology and medicine in order to help our veterans correct yeah but tell me when you're putting together this here who what can we expect to see and who can we expect to see there we can expect to see um 
a totally different group than we've kind of seen before. Um, last year, we had a good mix of people. But this year, um, in thinking about what I wanted to have at the um, resource fair, um, there are some veterans who are veterans but are not necessarily eligible for care in the VA system. And I thought, we need to provide them with some resources. We need to show those people that, you know, although you can't get resources through the VA, here are other groups that can assist you. Can I ask you something, just because I don't know? Mm. What is it that makes, what's that difference between what makes one eligible and what doesn't? There's so many different criteria. Um, <clears throat> for example, if a person wasn't, um, was an active duty person but doesn't wasn't deployed, had no medical injury while they were serving with it, um, the con- their country for four years and went in, had a very benign service and then went out, they wouldn't necessarily be eligible for care. But then they became homeless, they may be eligible for care. So the eligibility criteria is pages and pages long. That's why we tell everybody, come and see us, sit down and talk with us because that's how we figure out if you're eligible or not. It's not a, oh, yeah, maybe, yes, no. It's it's very... It's a big process. It's a big process. It's, it's not a long process, but it's a process so that, you know, if we can't help you, we really want to help you. And you, that, that essentially, you do that down on site on November 7th, don't you? Yes, we will be taking um, applications so people are, can come. They can enroll right then and there for the VA healthcare system. Um at the Resource Center, and we'll have other different things, too. Like, we'll have the Veterans Benefits Administration, which is the other part of the VA, um, and they'll provide information on how to process claims and get VA loans and how to work the GI Bill. And we'll also have the National Cemetery there, which is the third part of VA. And it's not something that people like to think about, but, you know, what are your plans if you pass away? What, what Are you eligible for things from the VA? Can you get burial um, costs covered. So yeah. those are those are the questions that the VA can answer. And we'll also have um, our adaptive sports program. This summer, um, the Providence VA, in conjunction with the VA New England Healthcare System and some of our um, community partners, put on a adaptive sports clinic. And that clinic provides veterans a week of outdoor sports. And it was in the Providence Journal. We had, um, you had veterans who are wheelchair bound, paraplegic, quadriplegic, and they're water skiing, and they're water, and it's phenomenal to see. Mm-hmm. It's I I participated this year. It's the most life changing experience. It was wonderful to watch these people that have serious disabilities go. We had uh, on the front page of the Projo was a veteran who is blind, and he's standing up water skiing. I couldn't stand up and water ski on a good day, and this man, Vietnam veteran, standing up and water skiing makes me feel guilty about complaining about a lot of different things mm-hmm. in my life when you see that, that kind of intestinal fortitude. And, They're and amazing. That commitment and that attitude, which is really, that's good. But I cut you off, so we'll talk, we'll have them there. Mm-hmm. But you were saying you're going to have other people that are there. Yes. That, uh, so we're going to have um, Dare to Dream is a, new, is a newer um, organization, and they provide um, holistic experiences for veterans at on a ranch and they do horses and yoga and meditation so it's kind of a different twist and the VA is starting to embrace this as well but different twists on healing mm-hmm. you know not just your standard medicine and we will have um, team red white and blue West Bay community action um, 
Veterans Inc., uh, ESGR, 211, Family Readiness. So a lot of different programs that help with people who are currently in the military, once you've gotten out of the military, and then if you're not eligible for VA care. Yeah, and and again, we we were talking about this a little bit in the first segment, but it's not always the veteran that goes directly and finds out about this. It's the husband, the daughter, the wife, the it's the neighbor that goes, mm-hmm. yeah, listen, I was down in water fire, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but there are these resources. And so that's yeah. what I think is probably, to me, the most um, moving and amazing thing about this resource center is that, again, we get to bring awareness to people about what is, what's truly available yeah. to them. And some of these groups offer family therapies as well because you know when someone's deployed or someone comes back from the um a war and they have ptsd or they have things that are going on or you know you've been gone for a year and life changes sometimes reintegrating yourself to your family and to your surroundings is difficult and these groups can help with that they can you know help with marriage counseling help with family counseling um some of the groups offer things just for small children, just to help them readjust to, you know, how life is without their parents in their life because they're on deployment and then coming back. Because that's, we're going to have the National Guard, Lynn St. Germain. Lynn St. Germain's going to be there, and I, her, I know her group does a lot for children, um, which is really great. Yeah, and family readiness, mm-hmm. and that's another, again, big part of everything that mm-hmm. we do. All right, so I have to ask you. Do you have a favorite story about something that's happened in the past month or two at the VA? Because you were talking earlier about how that makes you smile and, you know, in meeting people. But so this past Monday, we had a um, Purple Heart ceremony for a World War II veteran um, who was on the USS, I want to say it's Ulysses. I might have that wrong. Um, it's on our Facebook page. Um, and he got his purple heart and his whole we invited his whole family and he came in and he saw his family and he's naming off all the people and he's crying and he was so touched that we as staff members were there just to witness him get this and why didn't he get it originally um they from what he had told us that they had lost his paperwork and so they we're going to give him the award. And he said, well, I don't want the award if the paperwork's not connected to it. What's the point? Yeah. Um, so now the paperwork is official, and he got his Purple Heart, and they pinned it on him. And we had someone from the Navy come and um, uh, with our director presented to him, along with a few other awards. But it was, it was unbelievable to watch this World War II veteran who was in fantastic shape. I mean, he probably re- could run circles around me. Just it was so it's tough to put into words how meaningful that is and that's just one of many stories every day that I get to say hi to somebody or I see see somebody or if someone has an area of concern that they want to discuss they come up and talk to us and we try to help them you should have a blog of like from the people that work at the VA not like no kidding because I see you tearing up right now <laughs> like and very getting very emotional because obviously this touches you very deeply yeah it's a, it's a passion yeah and i would imagine and everybody that i've met from the VA seems to have that same mm-hmm. sort of passion and feeling you should start a blog with stories of inspiration because it yeah, it makes me, even when you were telling me about what you just did and the um, dealing with the paraplegics and, and, and that special sports, mm-hmm. I think 
Yeah, it makes me want to stop complaining. Get out of bed, lady. That's what I say to myself when I hear stuff like that. But Heather Oberg, you have been so instrumental in oh, everything. You. Um, you are heading up this resource fair. All the work you do is just amazing. And you're keeping us on track, lady. Thank you. All right. Trying. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. We've been talking about the Waterfire Salute to Veterans, the resource fair. I want to say a big thank you to my friend Heather Oberg. If you just see her around, see your name say thanks she's uh, really put her heart and soul into making sure that this is an amazing event you're listening again to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790 your station for talking business and we'll be right back and I'll be talking to one of my favorite peoples Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. And I'm Bronwyn Dannenfeltzer with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. And I was just having a wonderful conversation. If you missed it, you can pick it up on radio.waterfire.org. It'll be uh, published later on this evening um, or early tomorrow. But we were talking to Heather Oberg from the VA because the Salute to Veterans Waterfire is coming up. What does that mean? It means 300 torches coming from the state house, the veterans from all different uh, ages and, and conflicts. And uh, we are celebrating everyone. We've got a resource fair. We're lighting up Memorial Park like you've never seen it lit before. And there's just a lot of amazing things happening. So if you are out there and if you are a veteran, we are still looking for torchbearers. One, um, and if you would go to the Waterfire website, you can hit the Salute to Veterans spot, and you can sign up to be a torchbearer. The only thing is you must be a veteran, and it's really an amazing experience. Uh, it's going to be another incredible, incredible lighting, and again, you know, we've got the... Navy band, the Army band, uh, lots of people joining in. And, you know, we st- there's still a way for you to be part of this lighting as well. Um, if you know a veteran, if there's somebody that in your life has been a veteran, um, we're having people. People are sponsoring braziers. They've done it every year. And, you know, you do it in memory of somebody. We've done it uh, in memory of my grandfather, Joseph H. O'Donnell, Jr., um, who is a merchant marine and a veteran. And we also, uh, my cousin Stacy Fitzsimmons, uh, who was in the Army. But it's a chance for you to be able to get somebody's name out there. It's in the program. Um, we also have many opportunities for people to help sponsor and support uh, what we're doing. It's very, very very large endeavor and lots of fun and you know the next person I'm going to talk to is just part of the heart and soul of water fire in so many ways and is kind enough um, to always donate a living statue so what is a living statue well he always donates a living statue a soldier for our big state house reception so what's the living statue thing have you been to water fire have you walked around Memorial Park? That's where you might see some gargoyles or some marble muses or all different sorts of characters. Uh, that's 1031 Productions, and they rock. And if you haven't seen them at Waterfire, you've probably seen them somewhere else because they're everywhere. And they just keep getting bigger and bigger. And I have my dear friend here with me, Joe Perry, uh, from 1031 Productions. Hey, Joe. Hey there. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you great. doing? Very good. You got that sun coming? 
coming in right Beautiful. behind you. Yeah, nice weather, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so, all right, 1031 Productions. For those who do not know, mm-hmm. one, I think your favorite holiday is coming up based on your name. Absolutely. For those who never figured it out, that's what it stands for, Halloween. It does yeah. stand for, all right, and now is that how, can you tell everybody how you started? Sure. Uh, I started the company with uh, a, f- a longtime friend of mine, Eric Auger, um, and we're, we both hark from Burville, and I've known him for about 30 years. Burville. Burville. <laughs> we got big boots in Burville. And um, so we started performing at Waterfire really on a whim um, 15 years ago. Has it been 15 years? 15 years, yeah. Wow. So we uh, just made some rudimentary gargoyle costumes and thought this might be a good way to get some extra cocktail money. And <laughs> one of the water fire people came over after we caused a little bit of a traffic jam along the river walk and whispered in my ear and said, we love what you're doing. Just call us next time. So we did. And uh, we found uh, our, our home to be at Memorial Park at the World War Monument. Yeah. And uh, we became sort of a living extension of that monument in the city and a big part of Waterfire. So how many characters did you start with? So I know it was the gargoyles, it right? It was just the gargoyles to start with. And then uh, we brought in the, the, the carotids as the second piece. And a carotid for those. Those were the two female statues that have uh, capitals on their heads. So they're basically like human columns. And, and w- all right, so I've got to ask, these are amazing. Did you always, were you always into um, the arts? and, and Yeah, for costumes? us, it was really kind of rooted in Halloween. And it was about dressing up and making fantastic costumes and maybe being a, maybe a little bit the center of attention. Um, <laughs> just and, a tiny just bit. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> and uh, so that's really where it all started from. And then, um, you know, the, the short story is we started getting approached by uh, business owners and special events people to be hired to work at um, various events and parties and it just really sort of organically grew from there well because every year i've noticed that you keep on adding um so to me there was the gargoyles and the marble muses and then there is um a lot of nature so yeah. a lot of trees mm-hmm. and uh, and your grecian urns the flowers coming yeah. out of them um where is that transformation or, or how has that transformation been? Because you keep on adding now even more. How, right. how, how, what, what's this progression? Well, as part of the, the business, basically, um, as we were hired for different events by different people, we were lucky enough to have those people happy with our work and to come back and ask us what else we could create. So really the entire collection, which has now grown to hundreds of different costumes and variations of costumes that we can put together, have really all been the result of custom orders um, from our clients and commissions from various institutions and companies and private folks. What does it take? So so let's say that I come to you, right, and then I say, I would like you to make um, me a water fire muse. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the process and how long does it take to from that starting point to where you, you start sketching, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, we start talking to the client about what exactly they're looking for. So if it's a historical recreation like the John Harvard statue on Harvard Green, we go up and we do a photo study of it. If they're looking for something that might be a little bit more specific and different and original, then we would generate some sketches for them. It really starts with turning on the computer and going to Google and starting to do massive like you know image searches and research. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fun to sort of explore and find the backstories to a lot of these pieces. And then sometimes it's about walking out in nature and looking at a tree and being inspired by nature's work. Do you have a favorite kind of subset of the characters that you've created over the years that, that really speak to you and you say, you know what, these are mine. These are, yeah. these, these are my favorite babies. Well, the gargoyle will always be my baby. But yeah. um, I think um, it's really sort of 
um, the trees are really magical and beautiful, but you can go really deep into um, the history and uh, what it is uh, about the backstory on some of the historical figures. So those have become very interesting, as long as well as the mythological creatures and and uh, and humans that we do that uh, we can really discover some sort of interesting facts about them and then incorporate them uh, and use that information to inform the performers to deliver and emote a really powerful performance. Because what I've also seen is that you've moved from what the living statue to actual movement. So mm-hmm. I know you've got these beautiful butterflies. Mm-hmm. And then y- there's a whole new branch of 1031 Productions that's actually there, there's movement involved. Yeah, there's always been a real uh, story to the movement for us, and it's been important. So when people ask us, how long can you stand still for? I could never really do that. It's really not about the stillness for us. It's always been about the movement, and the stillness sort of punctuates it. So we find that the movements can be basically like sentences or lines in a play or choreography or dance, and the stillness is sort of the, the period or the punctuation at the end of the sentence. Can we which call is it the, the dot, dot? Dot, dot. <laughs> sometimes it's a dot 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 sometimes it's an exclamation mark sometimes it's an exclamation mark with a question mark at the end of it <laughs> that's fantastic well because i've seen your new studio yes and again 15 years over the 15 yeah. years i'm just going to say you went to the white house didn't yes. you yeah when yeah, was that we've been it wasn't actually at the white house it was uh an event that um the Obama administration sponsored and hosted at the uh, for the United Nations. It was uh, really sort of extending the olive branch uh, in part of his new administration, reaching out to a lot of new countries and and and, and our um, our com- you know our, our companions and and other countries that are all part of uh, the United Nations. And that was hosted at the um, at in New York at the Museum of Fine Arts there all right. at well, the Metropolitan Museum. So yeah, that, that that's no small gig, my friend. No, it was pretty. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what does Secret Service do with a bunch of trees well, and marble murals? Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of our statues uh, held a, had a wooden sword, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, one of the Secret Service people, came to me afterwards and said, "Oh, I, I made a joke to the statue about they better be careful with that sword," and they didn't even laugh. And I'm like, "Well." We don't laugh around the secrets. <laughs> we take it seriously. Now, do you have a? Actually, we were going to have to come back in a sure. second, but I just love working with you guys. I want to talk more about what you've got going on in your new studio. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think when we come back, we're going to talk to Jack Martin because you've got an incredible. Halloween event coming up at the Providence Public Library, That's right, right? Right, the day and before Halloween. Yeah, it's called Mysterium. Mysterium, the Eternal Masquerade. Right on. Well, if somebody I'd want to go to a masquerade party mm-hmm. with, it'd be you. Thank you. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talking business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk in business. And I've been talking to my friend Joe Perry from 1031 Productions. They're the gargoyles. They're all those amazing living statues that you see in Memorial Park that people have come to love. And they're just a wonderful part of Waterfire. And, you know, I want to give a little shout-out right now because Eric Auger, who is uh, partners with Joe and started 1031, isn't feeling so hot. 
lot. So, Eric, if you're listening out there, we're hoping you feel a lot better really, really soon. Um, and then I also want to say, I've got my sister-in-law in town, and she is so cool. So, Valerie Dannon actually flew up from Florida. She's sitting in here in the radio kind of broadcasting booth with us, and she just rocks. So, anyway, though, I want to get back to this Mysterium thing yes. that we've been mm-hmm. talking about. And Mysterium is happening on... It's happening on October 30th, Friday, right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Doors open at 7.30. Yeah. You don't have to dress up. The attire is black and white or um, sophisticated Grecian. This is not a toga party. Right. Sophisticated yes. Grecian. Oh, and my gosh. She's yes. going to be checking mm-hmm. out the door going, I'm sorry. That looks too much like a toga. Sophisticated Grecian. And we provide the masks, which is all part of the experience. Uh, tickets are $100. It's open bar, full uh, dinner stations by Russ Morin Catering. Wow. And uh, the whole experience of uh, this amazing walkthrough of all sort of private parts and sections of the library, some that haven't been open to the public for a while. So this is at the Providence Public Library, which yeah. I've got to tell you, I remember having on last year on the show Jack Martin. Yeah. One of, he was just great. Good he friend. Got one. He dresses. Is he not like the most fabulously dressed man? I know. Like and in Providence? Yeah. And my 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 uh, wardrobe is like black, and his is like every single color in the rainbow. universe. Yeah. And actually, I think that maybe we've got Jack on the line. Jack, are you there? Hi. <laughs> We're just talking about how fabulous you are. And uh, Jack, for people uh, who don't know, what is your title over there at the Providence Public Library? Sure thing. I'm the executive director of the Providence Public Library, and I have to tell Joe that I'm really disappointed. I was going to wear my toga. For this year, but <laughs> you can wear a toga. It just can't be a bed sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least, Jack, you've got good friends who want a costume, and I already know how to do costumes, so you can always go to them for your whatever it is that you're going to wear. But exactly. I, I love what you have done with the Providence Public Library and really um, just bringing back libraries. I know you've been doing a lot of events from even when we talked last year. And actually, we should get you back on here uh, on the sure. show uh, just to talk about what it is that you're doing. Um, but tell me a little bit about this Mysterium, because my friend Joe Perry has been really mysterious about Mysterium. And um, won't he says that what, he gets together with you very early and you start planning on Mysterium like very early in the year? Yes. Yeah, so, so we've been planning this since basically uh, since the last Mysterium. And um, it, we have to be mysterious because it's called Mysterium. So, um, but I will say, um, last year, um, both uh, we had so much fun working with um, Joe and Eric and everybody from 1031. Um, they, uh, um, a lot of what everyone saw last year was inspired by the collections of the library. So, um, you might you might see some things this year that are also inspired by our collections. Um, and what we really loved about last year, too, was opening up all of these spaces in the library that people don't normally get to see. Um, what, so, what kind of spaces are those, Jack? I mean, well, 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 last year um, we had a special um, uh, sort of performance um, on the fifth floor of the library, which has never really been open to the public until last year when we opened it. So that was that was really exciting. Um, and then um, we also used a close, some of our, we, we have seven floors of stacks, and um, three of them are, are closed to the public. But um, for Mysterium last year, we, um, we opened up a floor of the stacks to the public and created this amazing um, maze that you can actually see in the video through the stacks because who doesn't love to get lost 
in the stacks of a library, right? Yeah, totally. But the question is, how do you get everybody out at the end of the night? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question, and I actually don't remember how we did it. I think we did it with a dance party, probably. There you go, a little of the conga line out right. the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because well, I've been I've been asking Joe. I mean, there's no no clues, no no hints um, as to you know what this might be. I told I, him I, I was gonna. I, I'm dragging it out don't here. Don't do Jack. it, Joe. It's all right. It's all right. But I, I I think if if folks look at the video from last year, they'll probably get a sense of what the experience was like last year. Um, and it was beautiful, um, inspiring, scary, eerie. So I think they, I think they can expect all of those um, all of those elements to to really be in there. Um, so plus, it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> where can someone go, guys, to to, to see this video? Yeah. Um, well, they can go to um, wemakepretend.com uh, to see the video on our video page, um, and there's also it's on um, Facebook. It's Mysterium: The Eternal Masquerade homepage or 1031's page. And for tickets, you can really just contact the Providence Public Library. You can go to their site, click the Mysterium um, button that's on um, their sort of front page, yeah. or even the the link at wemakepretend.com as well. Definitely, and you know when um, Tim Blankenship, who is our our website guru, gets um, back from his uh, well-deserved vacation, um, we'll make sure that it's up on our website as well, right. and we'll post it on Facebook. But there's nothing better to me than to one that space, Jack. You guys have done just incredible things with that Providence Public Library, and of course, Joe, you and Eric are like so close to my heart, and everything that you do is just really yeah. amazing. Thank um, you. And and I'm always just amazed about what I'm going to see next and what the next thing around the corner is. And I know that you have tours of your studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a lot of time left. I've only got about a minute. So I just really want to tell you how important and how big you are to Waterfire. Jack, thanks for coming on the line with oh, us. Thanks and for having me. It was, thanks, it was, Jack. It's, it's always a lot of fun to, to talk to talk with you and always a lot of fun to talk to Joe, too. And we're like I said, we're just thrilled to have we're, we're so excited about Mysterium 2015. And I need you to come in here and help me with sure. my wardrobe because I'm wearing all black and gray these days. All right, and, call me up. And we know that you got a great wardrobe. So thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, who's been listening. You've been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. Come on, people. Let's pull it all together. Let's join forces because November 7th is the salute to veterans. We need your support. Call me um, or email me at Bronwyn at waterfire.org. We need sponsors. We need torchbearers. And we want to really just make sure that this is the biggest celebration of our heroes, men and women. You have done us proud. It's time for us to say thank you. So uh, be back soon, next Wednesday to be specific, between 4 and 5. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. See you down by the riverside.